Push start, type of band's cool, but the tent plan. I'm back on my bender rolls for the kicks. They quit to give them two cents. Put my circle tight like we glued hands. Like I don't believe in new friends. Trail light, I know the ice then. I drop the song, get a few wins. I crave the comfort in my own skin. Really, I just wanna feel the world spin. Hope I check, watch we double that. I get it lit, I watch it bubble. What's up, everybody? How's it going? This your boy Frankie Fabre with We Are the Brand Podcast, presented to you by Fabre Media. And today in the studio, we have a very special guest, songwriter, artist, father entrepreneur it's overall you know amazing creative josh k you're how you feeling man what's good bro i I'm appreciate good. you coming in man you know thanks for having me feel kind of natural you know what i'm saying yeah no doubt i mean i feel like this has definitely been long overdue yeah. i mean we we've had many conversations outside mm-hmm. the podcast anyways mm-hmm. like i mean you name it whether we're talking about music business personal life faith whatever it might be like you're a well-rounded person yeah i think we talk about all that shit like we cover everything every day we just be across the board you know what i'm saying no doubt no doubt well you know real quickly for people out there i could take you know take initiative and Mm-hmm. Do a little bit of uh, flexing on your behalf. You know? I mean, I think you should do that. I think you know, it's better when somebody else said. I well, really I like mean, it. this man right now uh, we have in the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done music with Jeremiah, Fabulous, yep. Safari, yep. Tory Lanez, yep. ran for Chris Brown. Yep. I mean, honestly, you kind of low key in my in my eyes, you know, a legend out here in Chicago. To be completely honest, word, I appreciate that. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Um, I, mean, I feel like a lot, a lot of people of don't hands. give me my flowers out here though. So well, I'm giving you those flowers, man. You touch a lot of hands. You should. You've been consistent. Yeah. I mean, how many projects you got? You got uh, was it my my girl's favorite? What was that joint called? Yeah, I got tape sex. That's like my first joint. Um, Best kept secret. Um, your girl's favorite, Black Balloon. And then Love Was Lane. I one, two, three. Right. That's a lot of work. Yeah. That's a lot. A lot of singles in between. Right. So when when you came out with that first project, just just curious, because um, you know that's I'm pretty sure it has an origin story, right? Mm-hmm. We all start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even recently for me, things that I'm doing, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's it's the beginning of something, but something that I know will be great, right? right? So like, at what point when you started music or started writing or singing? First of all, what, did you know you could sing, or like was it just a thing that you're like, yo, I think I could sing, or when did you come to the realization of that? I kind of knew I could sing. I used to, like I said, I used to sing to the girls at the basketball games. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was smooth I was guy. a little ladies, man. You know what I'm saying? So, excuse me. They used to tell me I could always sing then. You know what I'm saying? So, I never took it serious till like, after I graduated. You know what I'm saying? I graduated and I was working, going to college. College just really wasn't for me. You know what I'm saying? No shade to anybody that go to college. It's just... You know, it wasn't around for me. A lot of people don't know I was going to college for in the medical field at first. I was going to be like an RN. I was going to be like a nurse and shit. That's right. So school was kind of easy for me. You know what I'm saying? But I was always embedded in the music. And when I moved to the shot, like that, that was really the reason why I went. I moved to Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And then that's really where it led to just me doing the, doing the music. And the more I started recording, the more I started falling in love with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So, so when you got into it, like at what point did you, you know, making that music, it's one thing to be like, yo, I want to do something right. And then it's like another thing to be like, yo, I'm good at this. You feel me? Like Mm -hmm. when did you have that realization within yourself? Like, yo, I might be super decent at this. I mean, well, it's not new for you, but kind of like where you at right now with the project you're doing right now, what you got going on. Right. And don't let Frankie fool y'all too. He, he got something nice dropping. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, like when I started to make the project, you know what I'm saying? I started seeing it coming together. Started getting, seeing the reactions from me playing it for like family members and stuff because I didn't know what I was doing at the time. So I would play it for like close friends and, and family members and they'd be like, yo, this this shit kind of decent, you know right. what I'm saying? So when I started taking it real serious and, and started doing that and started seeing the project come together and then hearing everything flow and man, it was just, I was just hooked, you know what I'm saying? You know, it was just, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. Yeah. Question. So like right now when it comes to putting in work, because mm-hmm. obviously I'm, I'm, I'm around you. I, right. I, I, you know, I mean, we're basically family, so I already know your work ethic. And, um, but I think that people don't recognize the amount of work that's required for something to actually not just happen, but become great and successful, right? Mm-hmm. Through that consistency. How often are you in the studio? That's why I own a studio, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
it's just can be it can be any any time of the day or any time or just I get the bug I'll go in, in the studio like I can't even keep track of how much I'm in her because I'm in her so much you right. know what I'm saying it's like it's almost like breathing you know what I'm saying I just do it so subconsciously because I've been doing it for so long but I think that's what separates you know people from people who really are embedded in their craft versus somebody that's just doing it as like a fad or just to just to do it you know right. what I'm saying like you know Kobe or or Steph Curry, like they was in the gym countless hours practicing. You know, first to, first to get their last to leave, but they never talked about that. You know, what I'm saying they just did that because they knew that's what it took for them to be to play at the level they wanted to play at. You know right. what I'm saying? So that's kind of how I feel about music, like the level I want to be at and who I want to compete with and, and what I want to do. That's really what it takes. Right. Yeah. And so when when it comes to um, you know writing, mm -hmm. which you're a phenomenal writer, appreciate it. Um, you're welcome. You know. What's obviously wrote a, you know wrote a song Chris Brown was singing it. Uh, what's your process of like songwriting? Like where where do you pull those ideas or or where do you pull that inspiration from? Just from my life, really, honestly. Just and when I say my life, that means just the people that's involved in my life too. So some songs might be about something I got going on, or or it might be about some something else that somebody else got going on in my life with friends or family. You know, what I'm saying that's right. kind of where I pull my inspiration from because I like writing about shit that people can relate to. Right. You know, things that people actually go through. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of what I embrace my music on, I would say. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, when, when you get into that space of writing, mm -hmm. obviously there, like, when you create something, you have those experiences for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, yo, like, this is firsthand experience I'm writing from. Right. And then, you know, your life and things that occur in your life. Do you ever get in a particular place? Because as a songwriter mm -hmm. and somebody that writes for other people, you know, sometimes you kind of, you have to put yourself in, in yeah. a particular space or in a particular mood. Um, when, when you write for other people, is that kind of like how, how you. Yeah, that's, exa that's exactly how it is. You know what I'm saying? Like music is like theatrics or movies, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we have to be actors to a sense, you know what I'm saying? We mm -hmm. have to, when we, when we're recording a song, we have to get into character, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's, it's about me or if it's about writing a song about something you're going through, I still have to get into character of that moment of how I felt when I felt that, you know what I'm saying, that I'm writing about. So it's like, that's what a lot of artists lose track of. Now they just be on songs just saying shit now. Like, you got to really get into that character, into that mode. Each song is different. Each song is a different script. You're a different character. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's how I look at it. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, I, I, It's like writing movies or... I mean, writing in general, you have mm -hmm. to kind of embody that that spirit. You got to mm -hmm. embody those emotions and yeah. then articulate that through your writing. Mm -hmm. What's what's like, I would say, what's the first song that when you drop, you're like, this is that pinnacle moment where it's like, I, I, I'm i leveling up. I would say, I mean, really my first song. I did a million views, a million something views on that song. And that was back in 2012. Damn. You know, people weren't doing views and shit like that on YouTube. That's Soulja Boy. I feel like that's why I was like, yo, this is for real. You know, I can really do this shit. Like, right. Read the comments, you know. Right. Some good, a lot of bad. And I'm saying a lot of good, some bad. Um, and then I would say the next turning point is really when I made Fabulous Project. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, that was somebody I grew up listening to. You know what I'm saying? And that's somebody that's been in the game for a minute, you know what I'm saying? So they're really embedded in music and they're really serious about their craft. So you do, for him to pull me in and do a song, not do a song with me and put me on his project. Right. That kind of let me know, like, okay, I got, right. I, I can hoop in the league. Right. And and even with that mentioning that, that's we didn't even, you know, say yeah. that, sign to Fabulous, you yeah. know, the rapper, the Here's legend, New that. York. Oh, you Here's. got, you got, yeah, you got the jewels in the building. The family joint. Yeah, the family jewels. <laughs> you know, let, let, let's talk about that because I feel like mm. any interview, because I've been to damn near most of your interviews. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like people ask particular questions that You've are been just. been to the family stool too. Yeah. A lot of people ain't been there. Yeah, I've been there out there. It wasn't New York. New York yeah. Yeah. You know, with that, I feel people ask you questions that are just kind of redundant, yeah. right? It's like, oh, you sound fabulous, man. So how, how about, like, you know, like, yeah. that's great. Like, you know, and yeah. and it's like, there's just so much more to it, right? It, it's yeah. not like it, it was something that was overnight. It, it's, it's tell the people like mm -hmm. that process, like it, it wasn't just instant gratification. It was a delayed 
gratification process. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, signing the fad wasn't even something that I even thought about, you know, because I'm the first and only person on his label. You know, I'm the first artist he's ever signed. So linking with him, I wasn't even under that assumption like, oh, I'm going to sign to him. Let me do this so I can sign to him, you know. It was really just building a relationship with him, you know what I'm saying? Like, just to learn from him and, and for him, you know, he pulled me in the game, which is really what I wanted, you know what I'm saying? But when I linked with Fab, I was trying to really bring something to the table, you know, just to let him know, like, yo, I'm not like all these other people you run into. You want something from you, you want something from you, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's a beneficial uh, thing with any relationship, any friendship, me and you, we benefit from the things that we do. Right. So with him, obviously, yeah, I wanted him to like, you know, put me in the game, let me hoop, but at the same time, I was just trying to, you know, show him like, yo, I'm just, I'm hungry, not thirsty. You right. know what I'm saying? Nah, yeah. no doubt. And so one of the things I think that's super important that you mentioned is you went into it value-based, right? Yeah. Like, what value can I bring? Right. Not just like, what can I take? Yeah. And and I feel like a lot of people in the industry, that's yeah. their mindset. It's like, what can I get? Like, I get like let me get these get. M's. Like, like, how can I get? How can mm -hmm. I get? How can I get? And I feel that they, they miss out on so many opportunities because they don't understand reciprocity. Yeah. They don't understand it's about giving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how important is that in the music industry when it comes to relationships? Man, it's important not just in the music industry, just in life in general. Like, right. I feel like relationships is worth more than money, you know, even he touched on that in his his episode with Dream Champs, you know what I'm saying? Like, he can go anywhere and just basically go somewhere for free. Right. And not because he's famous, just because he has these relationships with people that he's kept over the years. He could go to Paris and stay in his homie's hotel, like, for free, because right. it's like, it's my homie for real, you know what I'm saying? So, a lot of people don't value those relationships more than money or the the fame, I would say they want, they so embedded in, I want to be famous. I want to be seen. I want people to know I'm with this person right. versus just really just trying to get to know that person and, and build a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like even when I wrote the song for Fab, you know what I'm saying? And Chris Brown and them, I didn't know that Chris Brown was going to be singing that song. I didn't know Tayana Taylor was going to be on that song. Right. That, that opportunity came from me just being humble and, understanding my role in in the family at that time you know what i'm saying like fab hadn't dropped that album yet but he had also told me he was going to sign me a year prior to that you know what i'm saying and that's when i held my music and i was sending the music you know what i'm saying i sent him frenemies which ended up being on his album yeah you know and that was that's a whole other story but then during that process i was working on my album and i sent him us versus the world that was supposed to be on my project you know what i'm saying and he was just like, yo, can I get this? You know what I'm saying? And I was like, cool, you know? And I'm thinking like, well, I'm already on Frenemies because I already knew he told me. I'm like, I know I'm not going to be on this album twice. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm, you know, Chris Brown or something. Right. He might be on the album. He might be on the album twice, but he, he probably wouldn't even be on the album twice. So I'm yeah. like, okay, I don't know what he's going to do with it, but, you know, it's the, his album's coming out right now. So it's about him right now. So I'm like, yeah, do what you do. And you know, like two weeks later, he just sent me the shit back and, yeah. Chris was singing that shit. I almost had a heart attack. How <laughs> <laughs> was that? How was that? I mean, it, not knowing that that was going to happen. You feel me? You sent it out on the love, on, on the understanding that, all right, bet this is fab. I got respect. Um, you know, of course, you know, I'm, 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 this is, it's a legend. So when you, when you got, like, you got in an email, what he sent it to you in the phone? Like, he sent me a text. Yeah. And he hadn't, he hadn't even put his verse on it yet. It was just Chris singing it. And I was just like, this is crazy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, Doing what I do, you know what I'm saying? Like, R&B, like, Chris is somebody I look up to. You know, he's been doing it for a long time. We were on the same age, but I could, you can still look up to somebody that's in the same age as you because he's Absolutely. been doing it for so It's about respect. So long, you right. know. He's put in 50,000 hours, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he's really good at his craft. So just to have somebody of that caliber sing something that I wrote, you know, it's like, shit, I can't, it's priceless. Right. So if, if you wanted to... Who are some artists you would you would love to write for now or, or get in the studio with and, and make some music with? I would definitely want to do some do a song with Chris. Uh, maybe a year from now, when I'm a little bit more bigger, a little bit more known. Right. Um, I definitely would want to do something with Ross, just on the hook and then him rapping. I think he's real soulful. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, on the producer side, writing side, I would want to do something with the Dream. 
Um, Missy Elliott. I got like a little nice little list. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You said some legends in there. Yeah, that's that's really what I, who I want to work with. I feel like that's the level of where I'm trying to go. No shade to the newer guys, but I just feel like my content and the level I'm trying to be at, like I got to work with people that match my content, I would say. Right. So um, I, I want to jump into uh, Lover's Lane. Uh, obviously, you know, you shout out the covers. Right. I, I've, I've been there, you know, from the beginning, especially with that. And I, I've seen it, you know, come into fruition with everything. What what was the initial, like, concept? Like, what, what, what were you feeling? What what created that that idea to do the Lover's Lane thing? Because it's cold. I mean, you did a trilogy. Like, yeah. full bodies of work. Um. So when I signed a fair, I was supposed to drop a... I wanted to drop a project, like, off the gate, like... 15 songs, you know what I'm saying? But like I say, bro's been in the game for a long time, you know? And when you sign to somebody of that caliber, you get to benefit off their experiences. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm the youngest. So I got to look at my brothers and sisters and be like, okay, they did that, did that. Let me adjust and do this differently. Right. So, you know, so I get to see, you know what I'm saying? I get that, that privilege. So I get the privilege of him telling me like, no, nah, you know what I'm saying? Like, Put it in threes, you know. That was his idea to put it in threes. Right. Yeah. Like, no, it oh, makes sense. Set, set. Yeah. Right. Keeps people engaged. Right. They grow with mm -hmm. you. Um, you know, one thing I want to touch basis on, in terms of you know you signing right. Yeah. With Fab, um, someone respected in the industry. Yeah. Um, all over, especially in New York. But I th I think that people have a misconception of the reality of being signed and the work that's acquired yeah. and required to actually yeah. like be a part of that process. It's not just like you're signed and, and that's it. Like what, what would you say? Like what the, what, what is it like? What's the experience like to be like, all right, I'm signed, but now what? Um, yeah. I think people get it misconstrued about being signed. Like, oh, I'm signed and everybody going to do everything for me. You know what I'm saying? It's really, Signing with a label or anyone is like a partnership. You know what I'm saying? You still got to work. Like, you still got to put in your work. Like, you know, I got fab there for the advice. And, you know, if I really need a favor or something like that, I'm pretty sure I could call him, but I really don't ask him for nothing, really. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, I ran into, like, an issue with the with the record I had with Jay, but we got it worked out. And, you know, fab helped me with that. You know what I'm saying? I was able to call him for that. So I really just, really, really just try to only hit him if I really, really, you know what I'm saying? He's right. like, like, yo, bro, like, like, I'm having an issue with this. Like, can you help me out? Or what's your advice? Or what's your, I really be like, what's your advice on it? You know? Right. But as far as other than that, I still do everything myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I'd rather have it that way. Yeah. That's what gives me that freedom to do what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? If you want to do what you want to do, you got it costs to be the boss. Right. So. Yeah. yeah, being able to put in that time, put in that actual, those, that work ethic is yeah. key. What I'm saying is just like to control my content. Yeah. Control what I want to put out. Control how I want to be viewed. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you want to do that, then it costs to be the boss. Right. If you don't want to do that, then you, when you sign, you know, label going to be like, we need to put this single out or you need to do this. Well, that's cool, but we don't like that single. We want to put this single out instead. You know, that's kind of what you get into when you sign to a major. Right. Depending on how you go into the situation. Yeah. So, so give, giving yourself the ability to have that liberty in music is, is something that you truly appreciate that you would. So, so in terms of like, um, you know, all the stuff that's required as being like independent, like in many of those areas, like I want to touch bases on that. Cause I feel that people who are watching, especially maybe somebody who is inspired to be an artist or get into that particular space. Mm -hmm. I mean, what, What's really required, you know, cover art, like, yeah, ask me all that shit. Like, I'll tell you everything you want, they want to know, like, right? Like, so, so yeah. give me the rundown, right? right so hey, look, from starting a project starting, to the actual like delivery of the project, man. We can just do a song, we ain't gotta do a project, all right? A song, so starting with a song, so you gotta find a beat, right? And then with that beat, the producer has to get either paid up front or he's gonna want his publishing, so you gotta find a beat. Then you got to write to the song. 
So either some people like to, or a lot of people now, a lot of artists nowadays, oh, I don't write. I'm in the studio. I freestyle it. So now you got to pay for studio time. Right. And this is when you're doing a real record. That's going to be countless hours. It's not no two hours and I'm going to get in there. Rappers can get away with that shit. Right. Singers just not having it. Yeah. You got to get in there. You got to pin that record. So you're paying for studio time. So let's just say you're paying for at least, let's just do a minimum, at least two sessions. Right. So two eight-hour sessions. And then if you got you need a good engineer, so it's going to be about 75 to $100 an hour. So two eight-hour sessions. So do 75 times 16. Okay. Then you still got the uh, producer you got to pay. Then from there, you got, you know, you got to pay the engineer. Then you got to get a cover art. And then you got to get somebody to shoot the art. Right. And then you got to get somebody to, to digitally graphic design the art. And then from there, you got to get the song mastered. And then from mastered, you got to get it distributed. <laughs> and then from getting it from distro, you got to pay for advertisement. Right. Then after all that, you still got to do a video. Right. If you want to do a video. So another process again. So it's it's a it's a long process. If you're doing a project, you gotta do that. However long your project is. Right. If you wanna do a long project, you gotta do it fifteen times. That process fifteen times. Right. Yeah. And and I, I think that's super important. I hope you guys are out there taking notes, like that whole process. Like it's not just, you know, I'm about to go into the studio, make 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 a song and put it out and and I'm done. Like yeah. it's going to catch fire, you know, I'm going to put yeah. it on YouTube or SoundCloud, etc. Like there, there are standards. There yeah. are steps in order to operate in a level of excellence or at that particular level that yeah. you're operating at. Like, Facts. you know, it, it, it takes real thought. It takes real strategy. I mean, e- even like on the production, like the visual production side mm-hmm. of things, like when we did lover's lane, um, was it Act One mm-hmm. where we uh were in front of the Lover Lane? Shot at Lover's Lane, right? <laughs> but even that, you got to get clearance by the store, and right? Clearance by the store, the whole the whip, yeah. uh, the crew, yeah. uh, and for anybody out there who who seen the cover, um, that whole wet floor, <laughs> it was a dry floor. It wasn't How even many wet. gallons of water, <laughs> bro. We had we had to get like five gallon waters, like like six or seven of them joints, and just wet the entire floor, like it's a creative process and mm-hmm. and that leads me into talking about how important is the team when yeah. it comes to an artist it's very important you know every, everyone has to be turns on a, on all cylinders you know what i'm saying having a team is 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 very important like the right team too you know what i'm saying like someone that's going to give you that attention especially when you're up and coming artist you know what i'm saying right you really really need that yeah. So. No, and and even with that, I feel like um that's what really makes the artist in terms mm-hmm. of the visual perspective and all the things that are required to get to get done yeah. is you need a solid team. You need some solid people that sure. you can trust and you know that can see the vision yeah. and be a part of that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times a lot of artists and people think that I want to be self-made like it's me, like yeah. I'm that guy, I'm that man, like Always trying to be that one person, and it's just so much more required to it. It's a it's a lot required into that. I mean, you see the shit that I go to on a daily basis, right? So, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I be mad at my team, right? Sometimes everything be cool. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think that's just a part of life, and that's just a part of the industry. Period. Um, but just as an artist, that shit hard. You know, it's just times I'm like, I don't want to do this shit no more. Yeah, you know, and, and that's like people looking at me like I just dropped a single with. Who knows, you know what I'm saying? And they're looking at me like, man, he out here. And I'm like, I don't even want to do this shit. Right. But t- tell me about that. Yeah. Like, because right. in the eyes of everybody right now, Josh K, right, just dropped a prop, just dropped a record with, with Jeremiah, you know, definitely a Chicago legend, somebody who's, who's well known in the industry. And then still having the position at times to be like, I don't even know if I want to do this no more. Like, yeah. Um, just speaking on me personally, I feel like, Sometimes I feel that way just because of everything that I've done, you know what I'm saying, just far. I'm not done yet, but everything that I've achieved thus far and who I've worked with and the numbers that I've done. And, you know, there's times where I wanted to be signed to a major and I'm still not, you know what I'm saying? And then there's cats that are, that haven't done half the shit that I've done or aren't as 
talented as I say that I am. And I say that humbly because of all the work that I've put in. Right. And, you know, that kind of just demotivates me sometimes, you know what I'm saying? But moving into this year, I was just kind of like, fuck a label, a major label, honestly. I'm going to just do this shit the way I want to do it in myself. One, just because I have the capability of doing it. I don't depend on anybody for shit. You know what I'm saying? I do it all myself, really. So moving into this year, that's kind of what I'm on. Just like fucking major label. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, even like a lot of these blogs out here, they don't, they don't respect me. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about blogs in Chicago. Um, So I'm just kind of to the point where I'm like, fuck them. Yeah. Just do what I do best. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. F- f- finding that that place to stay rooted in really mm-hmm. is w- what I hear you ultimately saying is rather than det- rather than focus on the external sources yeah. and resources it's like I'm going to focus on internally like yeah. what's there I know I have what I need yeah. and and I'm going to do what I need to do mm-hmm. and what's required of me right. despite what anybody else says or does right it's like I work with all these people right if I was weak they w- I wouldn't have worked with it. I, you know what I'm saying? I ain't paid for no features. Right. You know, people be thinking like, oh, he, his team or somebody paying for these features. I don't pay for features. I paid for one feature in my career. I was from King Louie. He showed me mad love. He charged me 300 Yeah. And we did a dope-ass song. And then from there, we did multiple songs. It's the only feature I ever paid for. You know what I'm saying? Fab fucked with me off music. You know right. what I'm saying? Tori fucked me off music. Jay fucked me off music. You know what I'm saying? I have already like relationship with Trey off music, relationship with Tank off music. Do we have songs yet? No, but they all know who I am and they all respect me because of my talent. Right. They know a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of groupies and just people that just want to be around them for who they are. All these people fuck with me just because of my talent. You know what I'm saying? And I'm always about the music and I'm always about the business. You know, I'm always straightforward and direct. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like I say, going into this year, I'm just like, Fuck them, bro. I'm gonna just do. I'm gonna do it. Like I don't. I don't. I don't need it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not rich. The only thing that I'm missing is the capital. You know what right. I'm saying? And you know, Russ was Russ was was touching on that in his interview, but that's why this year I've been working on my credit and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and stacking my bread, like, and just dialing back on shit because I know, like, okay, I want I want to have this capital in the bank and my credit score right here, just so I could go in and get what I need. And if it comes to a point where I want to do a record. Like, I got this joint I want to put Black on. I don't have a relationship with him, but I know he'll sound dope on this record. And if I have to pay him for the record, I just want to get a loan. Right. And then, just pay him back, and then just pay it back. Right. I don't have to use my money up front. But to get those types of loans, you got to have the capital in the bank. Yeah. They want to see you have the money. Let's talk about that, you yeah. know. Because, you know, we have a, yeah. you know, a, a, a group chat, yeah. you know, Millionaire's yeah. Club. Yeah. Um, that's that you know. That's as much as I say. But in that, especially today, yeah, that's what we were talking about. We were talking about you know credit building. We were talking about OPM, right? Other people's money and, and capital and how to leverage that uh-huh. um, and be resourceful in that space. And I feel like if a lot of artists truly, I feel like if a lot of artists truly understood how to allow themselves to build things internally yeah. right and in, in, in a sense of like credit and all these different things they could truly support themselves and right. i feel like you you're doing that right because not only are you an artist you're also an entrepreneur right right um you know owning multiple studios right. it's like you you didn't just like i feel like a lot of artists are like all right i'm, I'm gonna make this music and i'm gonna get this money and i'm gonna be straight like your path and, and the choices you're making, you're solidifying choices that are going to allow you to be successful regardless. Right. And I think that's a, that's a big differentiating factor in mm-hmm. terms of what you're doing versus what multiple people, what other people do, right? Yeah. Is you still have that entrepreneurial side, you're establishing business yeah. and you're becoming financially literate right? and not just being, I'm just an artist and like, that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like touch on, touch on the importance of, of that. Man, that's really important. You know what I'm saying? I could stop making music today. You know what I'm saying? I make more money from my businesses than I do my music. You know what I'm saying? I make money from my music, for sure. Uh, I'm not rich from my music. I'm not doing a bunch of shows like Dirk and Lil Baby. You know what I'm saying? But I make more money from the studio side than I do as an artist. You know what I'm saying? And that's just important. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of artists just... 
that's really what it is, bro. We come from a culture where financial literacy isn't something that our parents had. And that's not their fault. They was just trying to, you know, make it. Right. Make ends meet, you know, working what they could work to put food on the table. You know, and they weren't taught about financial literacy. But that's really what it comes down to. Like, for example, if you got an artist that catch a buzz, right? So all these promoters going to start trying to book them. 30,000, 50,000 a show. You know what I'm saying? So at that point, if the artist was taught financial literacy, he would know like he wouldn't have to go to a major unless that's something he wanted to do. Right. Unless he wanted to like market the, the marketing machine in the relationships that the label have right. from the label. But really, if he was just worried about bread, he could take the bread from the shows and build his or her credit, establish credit, and then they would have the capital from the shows because they're so lit. And then they could just go get the advance that they're trying to get from the label, from the bank. Right. That's a strategy. That's really what they could do. Instead, you know they get the money and blow it. Instead, they get the money from the bank. I mean, sorry, they get the money from the label and just blow it. You know what I'm saying? The only artist I've seen right now that really capitalized off this situation is Polo G. Um, and I've seen, I saw that kid before he signed. You know, I I worked on um, Hollywood with him. I engineered that session. You know what I'm saying? He came to the spaceship a week before he signed to Columbia, but um, his mom, I think her name is Stacy, she's doing a remarkable job, you know, because he's moving right. He's worth like 13 mil, you know. There's artists that's been in their way longer than him that's not right. even close to that. Right. And, you know, just the way he moves, you know, he records at the spaceship. You know, sometimes he records in multiple studios, but he definitely comes to the spaceship, which is... Which is your studio, by the way, for anybody that don't know the spaceship. Yeah, the spaceship. Um, we have the Sony account there with them, which is which is dope. I appreciate him coming back and showing love. But, yeah, they're doing great over there. Like, in our, in our, I love to see it because that his mom got everything in order. You know, they're, they're moving right. He's just growing. You know what I'm saying? There's other artists I've seen that came out before him. That ain't no shit. <laughs> right. Simple as I can put it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Nah. And with that, obviously addressing it, um, establishing one, getting the money from the shows, taking that money and reinvesting it into yourself and building that credit um, and then allowing OPM, I mean, other people's money. That's that's yeah. what the rich do. Yeah. The rich don't spend their money. Yeah. <laughs> they use other people's money to yeah. make more money. You know what I mean? And that also comes with just our culture, right? We spend and spend. That's what our culture does. We're we're consumers. What Jay said, people fall in people wanna they wanna show the end they wanna be the end pro, the end, end result. Right. Instead of going through the process. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like we was talking about it today, like even some people they'll get a good credit score, like just to be like, Yeah, I got a credit score. Yeah. What you doing with it? Right. Right. What you doing with your good credit score? Yeah. If you ain't doing you nothing, credit score, it's just nice. Just cool, you got a good score. Fuck you doing with it? Right. You ain't doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's right. really what it is. Yeah, it's, it's you about know why? Because a lot of people don't know what to do with it. Yeah. You know why they don't know what to do with it? Because they ain't researching. They ain't putting in the time to figure out what to do. Right. I just want to be able to flex and say, I got this. Right. What you gonna do with it though? Exactly. No, it's super important. I think those are a bunch of gems like in the music space. um, And this also being an option to avoid having to even get a label or go to a a major label, Mm -hmm. being able to self fund yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Like is, is Tori on a label or he's, he's independent. Tori was on a label. He went through the process, went through all the albums, learned, got their relationships, their connect. And now he out. He he put in his he paid his dues right, and that's kind of you know that's the only reason I really was signed to a label is like they and they know that like you know what I'm saying like it's business right that's what people confuse with music with is like it's business music business if it ain't making them no money they not trying to be involved in it it ain't about clout and that's what a lot of people get confused with the fame and like the labels don't give a fuck about that shit they like the fame because they see dollar signs right. 
they could, oh, you get you lit. I can turn this into dollars. Right, I can monetize. Yeah, so it's like that's kind of what Tori did. Tori, Tori got in, got out, and I was able to, you know, link with bro. Pulled up to his crib, showed him mad respect, took my shoes off when I got to his crib. You know what I'm saying? And caught a vibe, talked to some of his homies. You know, I just met his homie Jay, uh, his other homie Nice. You know what I'm saying? And they were all respectable individuals. You know, it was just. A, a real conversation. We laughed and we joked and shit. And, you know, we worked on the record. Like, I fuck with they camp heavy. You know, I still talk to Jay a lot. You know what I'm saying? He just he just got a Lamborghini for his birthday, man. I was happy for him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That was his dream car and he was able to get it. And he tell me on time, he's like, Kate, on your trip, you're going to get one too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Is that what you want a Lamborghini or what you want? Uh, he got the truck. I would want a car. You want the Lambo car? Yeah, I would want the Aventador. Okay, the Aventador. Yeah. What color? White, you already know. Come on, you know what? Yeah, I mean, it's for the people, dog. It ain't right if it ain't white on the car side. (laughs) No, the 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 white joints are real nice. So you know, obviously, all of this entails. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just so much more, so many different like uh, images or or facets of who Josh Josh K is, right? Yeah. I mean, you're also a father. You know, you putting in work. You know, I mean. A little Ivy, little baby <laughs> Ivy's growing like yeah, <laughs> too bad, yeah so. I just be looking at her like I just want to put her in a position to to just win and her to have a, a option to do whatever it is that she wants to do. Yeah. You know, just to be able to pick. Like if she wanna do music, she already lit. She wanna do modeling, she already lit. She already with Fashion Nova right now. Right. Fashion you know Nova kids. Right. Her dad is already Got multiple studios and he's a writer and he's a singer. So it's like she want to do that. She already should be singing now. You know what I'm saying? So you think she, you think she's gonna have some vocals on her for sure? Because you know you and uh, you know you and mom. Yeah, you know, for sure. Lee, Lee, both Lee, you guys yeah. got them vocals for sure. So Lee in the building. You heard Lee in the building. She in the yeah. back. Can I get can I get an A? <laughs> <laughs> you heard, but yeah, like so. Really, it's just really, <laughs> it's really just giving her the head start. And she could choose. She might be like, well, dad, I don't want to sing. Cool. But if you want to do it, it's there. Right. You know, she might, she might, I don't want to do my, I want to sing. Okay, you want to do it, it's there. You know, so she has the option. It's presenting options. She could just be like, I don't even want to model or sing. I want to just go to school to be a doctor. Right. Cool. I can put you through the right college to do that. Yeah. And I can just pay for it. You ain't got to get no loans. Right. So when you graduate, you just making your bread. Right. That's really what it's about. And also, we were talking about in a group today, just to bring it yeah. back to the, the child. Man, for parents out there, like yeah. we have the capability to really put our children on, and we don't even understand that. Yeah. Like even on the credit side. Yeah, I was telling you, you was telling you today, you was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, like a lot of people don't know. Like they be thinking, like, "Oh, you gotta wait till I'm 18 to get a credit." You know what I'm saying? Or sorry, to be a to start building to start building your credit. Where really, certain credit cards, there's no age criteria. Right. So if I have, I don't know. I don't have an American Express, but just using that example. If I have an American Express, right, and it's like they don't have no credit limit, so I can put my child on there as an authorized user right now. So, and I'm and I've been through all the headaches, and I fucked my credit up, and I rebuilt it, and I've learned what to do and what not to do with my credit. So now I have my child on my credit card as an authorized user when I know how to use it correctly. And my balance is increasing and it's just growing their history and growing their history. Right. And by the time they hit 18, they're going to be giving them all types of, not even just credit cards. They're right. going to be trying to give them trade lines and right. trying to give them loans. Right. And everything of that nature. So. Fire. Yeah, man. Now, I think that's one thing a lot of artists and just people in general, even that I've had on the podcast, like that, that has never really been like a topic of discussion. Mm-hmm. I recently uh, had somebody on, um, uh, his name is, his name is Miles. Yeah. That's what he does. Like he, he's in finance and, yeah. and in financials. And we, you know, we were able to have that dialogue. You got to put PV on here, bro. PV, yeah. That's yeah. my dog. He's very smart. Yeah. He's going to walk in, you're going to be, he's going to walk in looking like me, you know, in the average person wouldn't wouldn't know. You know, he'll walk into a bank and they gonna look at him like, "Who is this?" You know what I'm saying? Right. Love black kid, very intelligent individual, and can rap like Jay Z. Like, I ain't never heard him rap. See on my projects. 
Upper? He, he be nice. Oh, I ain't even hear him. He nice. I might have to check him. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You got the J flow? Yep. <laughs> He's the closest thing to Jay I've heard since Jay. Okay. Shout out to PV. Yeah. What's good, big dog? <laughs> Man, so, you know, one of the things I want to touch as well, I think that um, I just want to hit like all kind of facets, right? Like I want, I want to. Mm-hmm. You, you know, speak about the music, right? Talk yeah. about the financials, right? Just because I, I don't want people to just think that Josh K is just an artist. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like for instance, you like interior design. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like Super you like, right. Like, like you look like a kid in a candy store when you could create something, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, let's talk about that. Like that, that's obviously a passion of yours. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, that's a, like another thing that I'm into besides music. So if I ain't watching like, you know, basketball or sports, I'm watching YouTube about interior shit, like looking at cribs that I can't afford, just manifesting it. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, so if you walk into any, if you've been to the spaceship or you walk into any spaceship studio, like I designed that from scratch, you know what I'm saying? And it's a lot of studios in the shot that's biting my swag. And I'm going to say their names too, LSD, biting my swag. <laughs> um, uh-oh uh-oh what's going on <laughs> go look at the pictures okay and go see who was here first mm. um it's another one called jungle something bit my swag i mean i don't trip i look at it as i inspired somebody but i'm gonna definitely call it how i see it you know right. what i'm saying and like that's my brain you know what i'm saying that's I did that. Right. You take pride in your work. Yeah. Right. And obviously it's influenced people to try do to the, do same the same thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, what would they say? The the, the biggest um, compliment of flattery is, you know, somebody who. Imitation. Imitation. Somebody who imitates you. So we'll take that as a, as, as a compliment, Josh K. And in the spots. Uh, it is what it is. I'm right. not here to make friends. I'm just here to call out. I see it. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, hey, that's cool. It's the first. It's the first time on the podcast we we calling people out. I'm cool with that. Though. I ain't here to be like tiptoe around anybody. I've been doing so long time, you know. And I ain't gonna say I ain't get the flowers. I feel like I don't get the flowers I deserve. So, well, guess what? We giving your flowers, bro. No, I appreciate you know what it, I mean? Like, I, I, I see how you move. I see what you do. Um, yeah. How you move, I see what you do. Um, You know, you're definitely... One of the things I appreciate about you Mm -hmm. is how you think because it's very forward-driven, right? It's like, okay, cool. Like, let's be solution-based. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, we all have our shortcomings. We all have our our, our feelings. But when we get out of all of that nonsense, it's like you you still keep your grit. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you still keep that determination to to move forward with what you want to do and and that's something that I could respect because yeah. one thing I've learned is you know you're, you're a man of your word yeah. you know if you say you're gonna do it you're gonna do it that's real you know like even on a project with, with me uh blue nude my naked thoughts like yeah you got on it you say you're gonna get on it you did it and then you redid it you yeah. know like you could have went home that night you're like mm-hmm. Yo, you want me to stay yeah. You know, like just like even just small things like that, right? Show a person's uh, character and, yeah. and the importance of just simply doing what you say you're gonna do, yeah. um, and just even your work ethic. Like I know I work a lot, yeah. you know, and and I very suddenly meet people who match that, right? You know what I'm saying? Or like yeah. even at times, like maybe I might chill out for a second, but you're working. You know, on top of that, being a father, on top yeah. of that, you know, having a fiance and, and having to be that man to that woman because being in a relationship is a job in itself in my opinion <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean like it takes balance right it it, yeah. it requires a lot and mm-hmm. to still do all of that right it's more than music is what i'm getting to right like mm-hmm. you're not just josh k the artist like you're you're josh k the artist you're got josh k the father the josh k Thanks. uh you know what i'm saying the fiance josh k the entrepreneur like there's just so many different things about you that mm-hmm. that you do well and not too many people could, you know, have more than one chair at a table. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, man, that's definitely something that I appreciate. Um, and and I, I, I respect you for. And I just want to well, give I you those roses, that. bro. I appreciate that. I really appreciate that for real because I feel like a lot of people just see where I'm at right now mm-hmm. and judge me off of that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Judge me off the chain I got on. And, right. You know, 
I don't know, just the way I carry myself and just be like, oh, he's just some pretty boy that just got it all handed to him, you know what I'm saying? Or he just, you know, they just be having all these assumptions, you know what I'm saying? Really not understanding, like, you know, I've been through a lot of shit, you know what I mean? Like I say, I, I always touch on it, like, I done been to times where my lights was off, you know right. what I'm saying? Or we had to move because we couldn't pay the rent. You know what I'm saying? I lived on Section 8. That's how I was able to move to Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Just a lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying, that people don't even try to, I would say, figure out. They just automatically have an assumption of who that person is, you know what I'm saying? Or they'll take the confidence that I talk with now and perceive it as arrogance. Right. Where it's really not. It's just me. Building that tough skin, you know right. what I'm saying. I've been poked so many times. Where now I'm just like you say, I'm straight to the point, and I'm a man of my word. If I say I'm gonna do something, I'm do it. If I say I'm not gonna do it, I'm not gonna do it. Right. That's kind of where I'm at, just because of all the shit that I've dealt with, 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 with that, with family shit, with shit with my dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, just a lot. So, right. T talk to me about that real quick. Mm -hmm. You know. I think a lot of decisions and things that we do in life and even the perspective that you spoke on, those things are rooted in family. When, when it comes to family, like mm -hmm. how big of an impact has that had on your life, both on the side of how you perceived life to now, yeah. to, to how it taught you to be. And then also now how you see it to be like that evolution, yeah. like I how is family? Family is everything to me. Yeah. You know, I feel like nothing. That's why I'm signed to the family. I think yeah. that wasn't a mistake. That's just, that was supposed to happen. Because that's just real important to me because we've been through a lot of shit and me and my brothers and sisters are really close. A lot of people don't have that relationship with their siblings. They still like love each other, but they don't have close relationships with their siblings. We got a group chat. We be talking shit every day, clowning yeah. each other, talk about what we want to do, aspirations, goals. But we've been through a lot. Like everything I was talking about, you know, we've been through that together. You know what I'm saying? Like not having a gas at the crib. So we got to, I'm sorry, not having, what is it? Yeah, not having gas. So heating, heating water up in the microwave. So we can take a bath, hot bath and shit. Like we didn't been through so much shit. I remember living at my auntie's crib in uh, Justice, Illinois. I was young. Um, my dad wasn't around at that time. Me and him cool now. So I ain't trying to shade him, but he wasn't around at that time. And... My mom was struggling, so we was living with my aunt. She had a two-bedroom apartment. I remember being so hungry one day where I ate syrup bread. Like, just bread with syrup on it. It was the most fire shit ever. <laughs> Yo, low-key. And then my aunt, like, toast. yeah, and then my aunt, she always had bread, but she was always, like, frugal wear bread. So she ain't want us running the AC and shit. Yeah. So it used to be hot in there. But I love my aunt because she, she kept me fresh. You know what I'm saying? She kept me from not getting made fun of. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I remember those times. I remember, like, so Justice is, like, 30 minutes from Bolingbrook. So I remember times where it was it was faint because I was still so young. And my mom didn't want us to be in the hood so bad that we would get up at, like, 3 in the morning. And then my aunt would drop us off at the pace bus. And we would take a pace bus all the way from Justice, 30 minutes, all the way to Bolingbrook. And then from Bolingbrook, we get picked up by one of my mom's friends. And then they would take us to school. And we would do this every day. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, I remember shit like that, doing yeah. shit like that. That's what I'm saying. So when I talk about that, I be like, people don't understand. Like, bro, we all got stories. You know what I'm saying? That's why right. I look at anybody. I don't judge nobody because based off my story and what I've been through, I'm like, I don't know what that person is meant to me. Right. They could be famous as fuck right now, rich as fuck. Still not going to judge them because I don't know what they didn't been through. Right. Everybody has that particular story. And, and, I, and I like to ask that question because I feel it gives us an insight into mm -hmm. the individual, right? Because yeah. it's it's those hardships. Mm -hmm. it's, it's those tough moments that really define a character. And then even as a child, it's what creates that, you know, like I can 100% concur with you. Like, you know, I, I, I grew up poor and, and, and in most of the cases, it was, you know, we never had enough. You know, there was a lot of lack but, you know, I, I knew my parents, you know, my mother did as best as she could. Um, but experiencing that, for one, 
now as a grown man, I know that I would never want to experience that ever again, <laughs> Facts. ever again. And I yeah. will do everything and anything yeah. to never experience that. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? And, and, yeah. and that, that creates a different drive. And, and I feel like that's the, I, that's why I could resonate with you even just off of that. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know that, but mm-hmm. I remember even like with myself, I was living on the South side of Chicago mm-hmm. uh, off of 55th and you know, the schools, you know, wouldn't let us go to those schools. So we would literally get on a CTA, right. Take, yeah. take, uh, the bus all the way down to the school that we should have went to, but they didn't let us mm-hmm. go into it to then get picked up by a bus to take us all the way to the West side of Chicago. You feel me? Um, to go to school. I, I went to a Gladstone elementary, <laughs> the pride of the West side. The school's not even yeah. there no more, but, uh, but like literally, you know, imagine being like 10 years old like sometimes we couldn't catch the CTA cause we couldn't afford it. And we would have to walk in two feet of snow Yeah. 13 blocks, no, like city blocks, you know what I mean? Not just like easy, but like city blocks to get to that school. You know what I mean? Like, like that type of struggle that you go through as a child yeah. creates a different type of beast, bro. Right. I wouldn't change it. Right. But that's why I love my mom so much too. Like my mom was a strong ass woman. She did all this shit with four kids. Bro. I got one. I'm like, I don't know how the fuck you did this shit with four. You know what I'm saying? Hey, shout out like, to the strong moms out yeah, there. Yeah, you know, Ivy got both parents. Like, I look at my mom like she's superwoman, bro. That shit is, yeah. I don't know how she did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, she always found a way. Some way, some possible. I don't right. Dumbfounded. I don't know. Yeah, no doubt. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I can feel that, man. I, I, some similarities, especially like with my moms and stuff, man. I just remember like going to like the food pantry. Yeah, mom, wait, yeah. waiting in line. Like yeah. that's how we were eating for the week. You know, that, that's where we got. That's where we got our food from the food pantries. And like Christmas, we would stand out by the Salvation Army. Like that's how we got our Christmas presents. I remember um, being on uh, what's it called? Where it's like a like a Santa program where someone else that works buys the yeah, gifts for you. Yep. I remember we were on that program and it's like uh it was a police officer lady. I wish I could remember her name. I would I would contact her now. And she had bought like our gifts and stuff that year. Like my mom I could say she figured out the side like I just want to make sure my kids got gifts, whether I buy them or however I do it, make it happen. She did. Yeah. Oh, that that's that's real. I mean, we could sit here all day and talk about, I'm sure, a bunch of memories. Cause, yeah, bro. It, and you and and that in itself, like for anybody either in that position now or people who used to be in that position, like it's just so much to be grateful for. Yeah. Like gratitude is everything, bro. Mm-hmm. Like just being able to have that conversation, but know that you're healed from that and know that you've overcome that. I think that's that's the beauty. Facts. You feel me? Like that's the thing that really creates the story and yeah. makes a beautiful, you know, uh, like movie, you know, of our yeah. life. No, facts. I feel like I had all that too. Like I feel like the only thing I was missing up until I met my lady was like being closer to God and religion. You know what I'm saying? And she brought she brought that side to me. You know what I'm saying? Like started me like praying more and and doing things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? She's the blame for that. You know what I'm saying? Right, I still I believed in God, but I didn't really go to church because my mom was always working. Yeah, so when she she was really religious, you know what I'm saying. So when she came into my life, it's kind of she kind of started like putting me on certain shit, like you know, pray, like you feeling down, like pray, or you know, we need to go to church, like and understanding the importance of it. You know what I'm saying. So once I combine that with what I have going, what I had going on in my life, I feel like that's when everything started coming full circle for me. Right. How how important is God to you? That's very important to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and I pray uh, every day, pray yeah. before every meal. Yeah. So, uh, you know, one last thing I want to touch on um, is Lee. You know, uh, got to. I see you over there. We <laughs> we gonna talk about you today. Um, we have to. <laughs> no, I I I think that's another dynamic of 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 who you are, Josh K. Right? Okay. Is is that portion of it? Um, what what has been what has been like your experience in terms of still maintaining a relationship and being in the music industry? Cause I feel like that could be a collision or it could be a lullaby or it could be both at the same time. Like I feel like it's, it's difficult sometimes only because 
we've been together for so long. You know what I'm saying? And I said that in fact, like, um, she was there with me when I was, like I say, living on Section 8 and shit. Like, so she was there before I kind of became the individual that I am now. You're not saying I'm like some type of celebrity or something, but I do have a little bit of status, you know what I'm saying? So she was kind of used to having, I would say, more of my time because I didn't have shit to do. I wasn't working. I worked, I mean, I worked at U-Haul, but it was part-time. You know, I would, I didn't have a lot going on. I didn't, in a sense, fast. I wasn't as lit as I was on the artist side. I didn't have a business. We didn't have a child. You know what I'm saying? So it was, she was able to get more of my time. So I feel like it's just more, that's the difficult thing that we kind of struggle with sometimes. It's just finding that balance. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, say I wasn't with her, right? And I met somebody today. They would just accept everything that I do. Right. They wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? She looks at me as, like, Josh, you know what I'm saying? Josh. It's like, the if I met a new chick, she gonna look at me as Josh K. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not viewing me like that. So that's kind of where the, the balance come from. It's like, or the conflict come from. But other than that, we be cool. But it's, I think that's just kind of the thing we struggle with sometimes. Or my struggle is just trying to find that balance because... She just loved me for me, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's just like, you know, seeing me grow into the person I am today, it's kind of, she just can't, she don't, she, she could, she'll never view me like that. Right. She right. always just view me as, you know what I'm saying? The boy that she met in the living room, you know what I'm saying? Right. That worked at U-Haul. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Now that's real. And, and, and I'm sure that has a lot of, a lot of pros. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's also like, don't forget, I'm Josh Cato. Facts. And look, that's why I say relationships too. Like, I'm still cool with my U-Haul boss. Right. When I moved to AZ to do the studio, guess who I called? Yeah. Like, yo, I got to do this. Took care of me. Yeah. Just, that's what I'm saying. That's how important relationships is. Relationship is key. I, I, yeah. I The other day, um, I saw this quote and it's basically, it's like, you know, a lot of people talk about fumbling the bag when really they out here fumbling relationships. Thanks. Like, <laughs> listen, you can that's get you can get money that's, back. That's the headline right here. Right. Bro. That's the caption when you drop this. Right. Uh, right. The, fumbling the relationships. A lot of people are, are are worried about fumbling the bag. They fumbling the relationship. They out here fumbling those relationships. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah. and I see that time and time again. And I think like in any industry, especially the creative industry, but just in any industry, in any place, we have this weird ideology that money is the up most importance but with, with, without people money means absolutely nothing Facts. you know what i'm saying so a lot of people self-sabotage relationships for the sake of money not recognizing that a healthy relationship where there's reciprocity where it's reciprocal hmm. right can generate way more opportunity than the bag that you that, that you're trying to get yeah. you know what i mean and and I mean, that happens all the time, even like in, in groups. I mean, we talk about this, like, it's like, you know, we got a group of friends where it's like, we all like me and you had this conversation all the time where it's like, yo, we all could be winning. We all should be winning. You know, like it's, it's not about just like one person coming into, in, into M's and just like, I'm that one person. It's like, yo, we can all be those people in the facet that we're great at and in the skill set that we're great at. We can all own businesses. We can all contribute to one another, but it's just so difficult sometimes because people don't have the mindset to be able to understand the family concept where it's like, I service you, you service me in terms of being able to to help provoke that person's ability or or, or create opportunity, yeah. right? Like, for instance, like when, when you had to get something done, boom, you, you hit me first. Now, obviously, I wasn't able to do the studio thing, but yeah. boom, first on your list, yeah. right? Like, and, underst- and understanding like, okay, you might not be able to do it. So right. You got shit going on. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's okay, too. And, that's and that right. comes with the ability to have a healthy relationship yeah. and understanding that no matter what, it's like, we're going to continue to progress because yeah. this is bigger than just a bag. Yeah. It's about establishing a relationship. And the older you get, you understand it. Like you hit me, like I said, I hit you about to, to do something like, and you was like, all right, well, what it was, but then you had something going on and then you going to hit me back. Like, oh yeah, what's up? I'm like, all right, took care of it. And just <laughs> moved on past it. Right. You didn't even talk about it anymore. No right. It's not important. Right. And, like, and, you know and I, and at the same time, I'm like, I, you know, I, I, I know for sure he's going to get it handled. Like it's, yeah. it's no thing, but, 
also it's very well appreciated yeah. that you came to me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and it's appreciated you double checked to, to see if I didn't get a handle yet. You know no what I'm saying? Maybe I didn't. Then you'd be like, you still need that. I'd be like, man, yeah, I need that. Right. And obviously that's why I tuned in. Right. And obviously we're having this conversation on camera for the first time since so it's, it's like, you know, that's what, um, that's what this podcast is about though. Right. It's the raw and the real. Yeah. And just to people out there, I, I, I want to talk about, and you know, we could, you know, wrap up with this, um, is look, bro, the, the older you get, like relationships aren't the same. Like, like I'm not who I was when I was 18. Right. Right. It, where we're, you're in a particular place in your life, just even psychologically and just so many experiences and, yeah. and understanding yourself even more. There's a greater sense of self-awareness as, as you continue to, as you continue to get yeah. older in life and, and not to cut you off, that's important in your, in your relationship with your partner. Talk about it. Because I'm not who I was when me and her met and she's not who she is when me and her met. And that's the, the difficult thing is growing together, you know what I'm saying? Right. You you know, on that, and I want to mention this is in relationships, I think what happens a lot of times in 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 terms of a failed relationship is they think that change is the downfall. Right? It's like yeah. like if you think I am gonna be the exact same person that you met, and here we are three yeah. years later. I'm supposed to evolve. It's an ongoing metamorphosis yeah. just as much as you're changing. And rather than seeing that change as a threat, Man. you can be a support, yeah. right? Figure it out and don't feel threatened by the change because there are going to become moments. Sometimes one person is changing, sometimes in a drastic way. And, and other times that person may be changing in a slower way. It just comes with communication. You right. Know what I'm saying and understanding the end goal. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, you gotta look at the what you've been through with that person. You know what I'm saying. You gotta outweigh that. I feel like everyone nowadays feel like everyone is so disposable or just replaceable. Right. <laughs> and you gotta understand that the person that you you've built this bond with isn't replaceable. You know what I'm saying. Like, right. They're fumbling the relationship. It's like it's not. They be looking like you can. Yeah, you can go get someone that looks good, but that deeper connection is not replaceable uh, and those experiences that you went through with that person you can't do it again right you know what i'm saying like those broke moments i had with lee can't I, if i met somebody else i wouldn't right. be able to have those experiences again you know what i'm saying and that's what defines that's how i know you know what i'm saying like she really rock with me like we got some moments some shit i don't even i wouldn't even speak on camera just talking about like just being broke you know yeah. what I'm saying? And like, I wouldn't be able to repeat those experiences to even see if somebody is built that way. Right. And that's really what's important to me. Fuck the looks. You know what I'm saying? Even though she's beautiful, but it's like, that's not what I value. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of what we both value our relationship off is right. the, the shit that we didn't been through. Like, that is what makes a bond. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> she, she, she in the background. Uh, I, I forgot she was here. Right. No, nah, we was in a moment. No, nah, we was in a moment. It was a moment for sure. Man, um, just uh, I, one, I appreciate you just speaking your heart, having, you know, transparent moments. I mean, we've spoken about the music industry to the signing to how it, how it is to build a, a song from conception all the way to delivering and marketing yeah. it all the way to credit and, and, and investing and building business all the way to relationships, all the way to fatherhood. I mean, if people who consume this don't recognize that there's just so much more to Josh K, I, I don't know what else could be said. We just talked about life, bro. Right. That's really what it is. We just talked about right. life. Man, uh, well, before we get out of here, is is there anything that, is there any piece of advice? Like, I, I like to ask everybody here on the show. It's like one or two piece of advice is something that maybe was said to you, but that stuck with you or something that you can share with everybody out there in terms of whether it's for music yeah. or life in general. I would say the biggest key to life to me is courage. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like having the courage to take that leap of faith having the courage to move out of state, having the courage to be like, I want to put a project out. 
you know what I'm saying? Having the courage to be like, I'm going to quit this job because I hate it and it's making me miserable. Everything in life is based off courage. Right. No risk, no reward. Right. So just, you know what I'm saying? I would say just having that courage and that faith, bro, like that's really what it comes down to because in the beginning, you're not going to have the support. Right. You know what I'm saying? So just that's really what I would say. No, no doubt. And I hope everybody out there heard that. And I mean, we'll save it for another podcast, but you said one thing I think that's important. In the beginning, not everybody's going to support you. And that's okay. You right. got to understand that. Don't don't be bitter about it. Right. No, that's key. Don't be bitter about it. You're not going to have the support. But you stay 10 toes down, like Nip said, like, they're going to come full circle. Right. I've seen it. Right. Right. The, like, the start of it, like, there's this uh, picture, right? <laughs> I think I may have sent it in the group, but you know, the congratulations is a lot bigger than the <laughs> than the intro stage when you're when you're just starting off. You just gotta push through, bro. Yeah, and like I say, don't be bitter. It's okay. Right. That's part of the process. No doubt. Well, Josh K, I appreciate you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks yeah. for stopping in. Yeah. Uh before we get out of here, if you could just look at that camera, let them know mm -hmm. where they can find you at. Yo. Where they can pull hey, you yo. at. Oh, right here, right here, right here. This one right here. What's up, baby? Take me out together. <laughs> now you can find me everywhere at the singer Josh K. That's on Facebook. That's on Instagram. That's on Twitter. Um, check out the recording studio we got. It's called the Spaceship Chicago in Spaceship Arizona. You can find that at the Spaceship on Instagram and the Spaceship dot com. Um, the Spaceship Arizona and on Instagram and the Spaceship Phoenix dot com. And yeah, and just and check out my latest single I got with my dog Jeremiah. It's called All in My Head. Super dope, you know. So, yeah, no doubt. I appreciate it. And everybody out there as well. Listen, um, I'm going to say it time and time again. Make sure you subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notifications. Drop some comments if you feel like you love this dialogue or there was something in this conversation mm -hmm. that you felt inspired by. Go ahead and drop something in the comments or even put, you know, pay it forward. Send it to somebody who you feel can be inspired or or even pick some gems from this particular thing. Follow us on all platforms, especially IG, Fabre Media. You know, I'm going to put everything in the mm -hmm. in, Fabre Media, this is for people in the audio. Fabre Media, Frankie Fabre, we are the brand podcast. Um, yeah, until next time, you guys take care. For Peace. sure. And if y'all want to give some money away, I'll give y'all my cash. <laughs> <laughs>